ScottSJWellfire.com. This is just a dream update. This is not a final day's report. And again, we're a news ministry. We also do teaching and sometimes cover dreams, usually baked in with final day's report. But the Lord's been nudging me with dreams with a similar theme. So I thought I'd just cover them, give my interpretation, and maybe you have uh, an interpretation as well. I was looking for another witness and testing the spirits. That's why it took me a while to actually do this, but let's get into it. I'm calling the first one, Build Your Noah's Ark. So this financial director with the previous company, I know she was a witch. She liked me and she was preparing a meal for other evil people. And the setting kind of reminded me of the Last Supper, but it was Satanist and wicked occultist. Uh, within this company, and, and there were more than 12, it was a bunch of them. And in the kitchen, she said, do not go through that door. Whatever you do, do not go through that door. And then my dream moved over to another scene with a very, very good friend who's a PhD. He's a professor, super smart, published around the world. I had a heart-to-heart with him years ago. He was severely depressed, just hit the lowest part of his life, and it was awful. I thought his world was going great. And I didn't give him the gospel because I know what he thinks about the Bible. He thinks it's rubbish. And I just did not reach out to him to give him the gospel because he said, now things are better. You know, everything's looking up. And he was all positive. I mean, he escapes to drugs. I mean, the guy's a mess, right? And I did not give him the gospel. I missed the opportunity. And I think the Lord is rebuking me for for not giving him the gospel. So I'm hoping to see him uh, this summer where I can have that face-to-face with him. But my friend, basically, all of a sudden, he's outside this Christian family's home that we both know. And he is getting chased by wolf and it's super dark outside and this this family's home that I'm in is lit up with light and it's it's like this light I can't even describe and I could tell he was out getting hunted by a wolf or wolves I think I only saw one wolf but the screaming was crazy and he's and I could I you know I'm in the house it's as though I could see what was happening outside and it was it was scary and dreadful And I ran upstairs in this house full of light looking for a knife to go out and help him. And then as I was getting close to go out the door, I heard in my spirit, it's too late. He is gone. And it was scary. I mean, it was a scary dream. And it's about his soul. It's about his soul. And And I took it after I woke up like the knife is the word of God sharper than a two-edged sword, and I should have saved him. And I think the point for this dream is if there's a door that's opened, give the gospel. And my mentor, Pastor Larry, when I told him this story, because he knows this gentleman as well, he said, that was a door for you to give the gospel. And for some reason, I froze because he's such an intellect, and he's ripped on the Bible before, oh, it's just written by man, kind of all those cliches, and it was a golden opportunity, and I froze. I froze. It, it wasn't that I was afraid that he would reject it. I just, maybe I was lazy, and I didn't feel like getting in an intellectual debate. I don't know. I don't know. But souls are at risk. 
Souls are at rest, risk. So then the same week, this very strange dream, and it was in three different settings, I saw this huge black crow building a nest across the street from my home. And then my dream panned to this huge bolt screw, like screwing in a window of my house, like the um like 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 wood around my uh, window. It was, it didn't make really much sense, but it was like, you know, trying to fix my window. I don't know if I was preparing it for a hurricane or what. And then my dream had a third scene to it where I'm sitting in my house and my house is lit up full of light, just like the house and the Christian family with my friend being chased by a wolf, that same sort of light. And I saw little fireballs floating around outside my house and they were hot. But my plants weren't burning up, but I could tell the heat was intense outside my home. And then I woke up and this dream impacted me like what's going on is evil right outside my home. I mean, the attacks I get from identity theft, people stealing my mail. Um, things hacked. I mean, it's over the top. Uh, driver's license had to order it three times. <laughs> it's crazy, right? But I woke up and I saw all these doves outside my home, which gave me a sense of peace. And then I received an email from a fellow watchman. I mentioned him before where he's, he's like, look, the Lord's talked to him about prepare your Noah's Ark, get where you need to be, potentially, you know, pray on it. And I got the sense too it's like build your Noah's Ark spiritually. Build your Noah's Ark spiritually. Get your house in order. Get rid of your habitual sin. Get in the Word of God. So that dream just reminded me of as the days of Noah, right? That's an end of days marker. And one of the most butchered ver- butchered verses for the pre-trib rapture is one will be left and one will be taken. But let's use proper hermeneutics to really disrupt that. And again, I'm a post-trib rapture guy. I used to be mid-trib. Mid-trib doesn't bother me because mid-trib preached that, hey, you're going to have the opportunity to take the mark of the beast and you might have to give your life for Christ. So mid-trib, post-trib, the only difference is timing. And you know, if, if you get past the mark of the beast and you're on the run, if you're on the run for five months versus you know a couple more years, it is with what it is. Um, pre-trib thinks they're, they're not going to have the opportunity to take the mark of the beast. But let's read one of the most butchered pre-trib rapture, I guess, uh, verses around as the days of Noah, right? That's what it's going to be like in the end of days. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in those days that they were before the flood, that they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them away. That's key. And took them away. One will be taken, one will be left. Took them away means you're dead so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be left in the field, the one shall be taken. So taken is bad. Taken is drowning in the flood. Taken is burnt in the fire with the parable of the wheat and the tares. The tares were taken first and thrown in the fire, and other left. Two women, women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken. Taken is bad, and the other left. Left is good. Taken is death as the days of Noah. So many people think shall be taken means rapture. Nope. 
taken means thrown in the lake of fire, fitting like a glove, the parable of the wheat and the tares. Noah was on the ark. He was not raptured out. He had a safe place. And so the dream of my house being lit up with light and my house or my my friend's house who are Christians lit up with my friend getting hunted down by wolves just reminded me of kind of this this butchered scripture. And you got to ask the question. I know a lot of both mid-trib and pre-trib will say, hey, we're not appointed to wrath. That's what scripture says for the end of days. But you have to ask the question, did God ever pour out his wrath before, right? And the Bible's types and shadows, that, you know, foreshadowing what happens in the end of days. Was there ever time where God poured out his wrath and God's people were protected? Yes, Exodus, especially Noah and Lot. And the story of Exodus replicates with all the plagues the uh, the book of Revelation as well, perfectly, perfectly, right? Noah got into the ark, which symbolizes being saved. Lot had the angel. Angels take uh, him and some of his family members out before Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. We're going to do a study, um, one verse that destroys the pre-trib rapture. And, and it's not a salvation issue if you believe in the pre-trib rapture. It is if all of a sudden you think you're going to be raptured out of here and the mark of the beast presents itself because it's coming fast, my friends.